Welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And Happy New Year, or just about, uh, this is our last episode of 2020. Good riddance. Uh, yes. Burn it down. Burn, burn it, it the down. fuck down. Okay. <laughs> and it's celebration of what a horrible year it is. Ah, ah, we're doing Dr. Horrible <laughs> sing-along vlog, everybody. Uh, often requested, now being done. Uh, yeah, Dr. Horrible sing-along vlog. What is your, I was, I, and I'm so curious about this, and I don't, we don't do this every episode. Most of the time we just do it when we have guests on, but what is your relationship with this movie? Um, or movie yeah, series, mini series, I guess, technically. Yeah. So I guess it came out, it came out 2008, 2009, was it? Uh, I, I've, I looked it up and now I've forgotten about it, but it's <laughs> like during the writer's strike. And I guess I heard people talking about it. Like it was this big, cool thing. And I think I watched it once and was like, fine. And then have not revisited it since. Oh, dang. No, this is like yeah. a movie. Like I, I'm pretty sure I have the DVD somewhere. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be even be at my parents' place, but like, I loved this. And you know me, like I go on big musical rants on this fuck. I do not like musicals. And this, <laughs> oh, it just, it, it, it's like a warm blanket to me. I'm like, it touches me everywhere I need to be, where I need feeling. And it's, it's funny and it's fun and it's fucking weird. And it's 40 minutes and baby, oh, oh. Yum, 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 yum. It's so tight. You know what I mean? You've just. It is. It's. I, you have to admit this. You're not bored. At no point no, am I bored watching this. I watched this twice back to back this morning. Okay. <laughs> ser- sincerely. Sincerely. I watched this two times because <laughs> I was like, oh, it was 40 minutes. Let's go again. Why not? And I didn't feel like bad or like I was wasting my time. I was like, this is, this is an enjoyable rewatch immediately. <laughs> this is, this is entirely well paced for the, for the internet. Um, and for like episodic and I had the opposite, uh, reaction because I was like, Oh my God, like I, I went to go watch it and I was like, Oh, I forgot. This is three episodes. I forgot. This is like, like, an episodic thing. And I was like, I wonder if I'm going to have time today before I have to go do something else to watch this. And then like, I was, I burned through three episodes in 40 minutes. I was like, Oh, Oh, this isn't very long at all. Oh yeah. It's, it snaps along pretty quickly. Um, anyway, needless to say, I am, I am a fan of this movie. I like Um, how weird it is. (laughs) And I guess for the people who haven't seen it before, uh, I mean, definitely give it a watch. It's 40 minutes. It's well worth (laughs) your time. But like kind of what happens is, uh, Dr. Horrible played by Neil Patrick Harris, right. Is hosting a blog, uh, a video blog. And he's talking directly to the camera about, um, how he's going to create this time freezing ray and uh, that I believe at the same time that there's also uh, uh, a girl at the laundromat that he really likes. Uh, eyebrows, eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Eyebrows, eyebrows. And, uh, and through the episodes, we kind of see him. He's He also wants to get into the League of Evil, right? Uh, which is headed by uh, Bad Horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I love that I, so fucking much. <laughs> um, and it's like you gotta you got to pull off a big caper in order to get in. Um, and in the, uh, while he's trying to hijack a van to get the, the element that he needs to, to create, complete his time freezing ray, um, Captain Hammer, 
uh, played by uh, the fantastic and wonderful Nathan Fillion, man. Nathan oh, Fillion. no, that's now that's an actor I have right off the dome. I know that I'll know that name any day. You know what I mean? Love me some Nathan Fillion. Absolutely. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, no, Nathan Fillion's great. And I love him in this, too. Uh, so he saves uh, the truck goes out of control and like almost hits Penny and he throws her in the garbage and uh, then they fall in love. And uh, right at the end. Uh, he kind of moves in on the girl and is like saving the, the orphanage or no, the, the, uh, the homeless shelter, the, the homeless <laughs> shelter. Yeah. And, uh, then, uh, in order to get into the league of Eagle evil, uh, d- uh, Dr. Horrible decides to kill, um, Captain Hammer, but his gun blows up and accidentally kills Penny. Right? Did I catch? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's that's the thing, right? There's some fun songs and stuff in there. Oh yeah, (laughs) banger soundtrack. Love it. That's that is one where I always think that people are so weird when they put on like musical soundtracks. You know what I mean? Like just to listen to it and not watch it. And this is actually the one where I'm like, oh yeah, I totally just like listen to that. (laughs) I would have it on for sure. There's a lot of well. You know, it's Neil Patrick Harris. How can you go wrong? He's uh, he's a very talented man. Why I think this is, movie has been recommended a lot or asked for a lot, this is a villain-centric movie, obviously. Opens our main villain. Yes. Our main character is somebody that's trying to get into the League, the League of, of Villainy, essentially, that is run by Bad Horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, I think the villain in this is clearly Doctor Horrible. Yes, right. He's his name is Doctor Horrible. I think we could uh, we could clock that for sure. And I think that he is at many moments, not every moment, but I believe at many moments is very defensible. Okay, I think so too. Yeah. Firstly, I think it'd be crazy to argue otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it would be crazy to argue otherwise because he, he. Firstly, he's he's very much like he he is an evil dude. Okay, he he does say that he wants evil, but he wants evil because he he wants to control the world to make it a better place. Yes, yeah, and he he. I think there's even a lyric in the song, and like you know it better than me, but he's like. Uh, abolish the status quo because the status is not quo. Uh, yeah. And you, you know, we're all living in society today and he makes, he makes this point about how when, uh, so Penny is trying to get this petition through so that she can get essentially this building that's going to be knocked down, donated, uh, as a, as a homeless shelter. She wants more, more places for the homeless to sleep. Very admirable cause. Absolutely. But she's out here getting signatures. She's just trying to get signatures. She thinks this is going to change anything. Uh, Spoiler, doesn't. Okay? Doesn't do anything for her, nor will it, Um, which is something that Dr. Horrible recognizes immediately. And I don't think this is a rude opinion. This is reality. Okay? This isn't going to do anything. He says you have to cut it off by the head. Okay? This This is a symptom of a much larger problem let us deal with the much larger problem. Yes, which he is aiming to change. Um, it, it does that by eliminating the powers that be, and mm-hmm. as he says, redistributing the power to dot, 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 somebody else. It's him. Yes. But- <laughs> <laughs> which makes him definitely less defensible, for sure. If you want to be the one in power... 
Except, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to school group projects on this, Rebecca, right? <laughs> okay, yes, love it. Uh, you, you, I think you know where I'm going with this, where it's like there becomes a point where you're just like, I don't want to tell people what to do. I think if we all just collaborated and it was going fine, that'd be great. But there's a moment you got to fucking step in and be like, none of you assholes are pulling your weight. I'm going to step in and decide what to get done because we need to hand this school project in. You, do our bibliography. You, do the graphs. I'm going to write up the intro. You do this. Because if you don't, nothing ends up happening. And sometimes that's the same way for uh, for uh, big issues like this. You know, you got to step <laughs> in and you've got to take control because you know that you're the one that can get it, that knows what needs to get done and can get it done. It is mentioned that his one of his main goals is to get into the league, right? He wants to get into the league. He wants to, He wants that notoriety within the villain community. And it's communicated to him several times. They're like, oh, murder would be nice. Huh? Murder would be nice. And he keeps going, I don't think, no, I don't know. I don't think we're maybe a little different, you and I. Maybe our standards of evil are very different. And it's not something he pursues until he feels like he's pushed to it and not something that he is even in the moment willing to execute. Yeah, yeah. It actually ends up happening kind of by accident. Well, sorry, I guess not the uh, him killing her ends up by accident. He does, I guess, intend to kill uh, Captain Hammer. Which, okay, so if we're going to dive into this scene a little bit, you see Captain Hammer, which, okay, you know, gun just pointed at your face. I get it, whatever. You have full control of this situation. You know what I mean? You have full control of it. Your body is a weapon. There is no need <laughs> For you to be popping this man off with your foot on him. No, absolutely. It's completely indefensible. It is, uh, yeah, absolutely nuts. Because he's in charge. He has power. He has authority. And somehow the situation gets away from him. It's ridiculous. And this has happened time and time and time and time again. And this is their cat and mouse in my set. This is like their Tom and Jerry. This is, we run around for some reason, Dr. Horrible never gets arrested, which is just the funniest thing to me that they know because he has a blog, right? The whole thing it's public, is that yeah. this is all very public. Like he is a, he is a blog. He speaks very, and he responds to questions. People send him questions. Who's this lady you're talking <laughs> about these sorts of things it's a very personal event for him that he broadcasts very publicly right and he's intervened it a few times but clearly what he's doing can't be all that horrible because he's never detained he can nope. still continue the blog Kids yeah, I think he even says, like, well, it's apparently clear that uh, Captain Hammer and the LAPD were watching this, and they showed up, and they uh, smacked me. Uh, and they just give him a black eye. That's it. Uh, so, like, he clearly hasn't done anything super wrong. Yeah, they have, like, like, a kind of, like, cat and mouse thing going on in my mind. <laughs> right. There's this, while you have this superhero, di like, dichotomy where there's, like, the bad guys, quote-unquote, and then the good guys, quote-unquote, uh, and they, uh, they exist in this world and they exist in balance. But like, if you really look at what, uh, Dr. Horrible is trying to accomplish, it is the good, right? It's not just like defeating the villain, mm -hmm. uh, which Captain Hammer's whole thing is. It's like, I'm trying to change the world to be good. And presumably the, his goal of being in the League of Eagle, evil, League of Eagle, uh, <laughs> Um, will allow him to have 
resources in order to do that more effectively. Oh my, I, I'm sorry. I know I like, I literally, my head just went off and I was like, League of Eagles sounds like a, the alternative for the Proud Boys, doesn't it? Like, it just sounds like it's like, I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'd want to be a part of that either, actually. <laughs> yeah, League of Evil somehow seems less offensive than like League of Eagles. Ooh, oh, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> That's mysterious. <laughs> Uh, but League of League of Evil has like a skull and crossbones on it, and like black logo, and like League of Eagle has an eagle on it, and you're like, that's weirdly tied up in some weird patriotic shit that I probably don't want to be involved in. Give me the evil, the the skull with lightning bolts, please. Thank you. Yeah, like I kind of okay. I I I view uh, Doctor Evil or Doctor Evil, Doctor Evil, Doctor Horrible. Uh, I've got Doctor on the mind. Doctor Horrible, he. You can even see with his selection of friends that he is very much on the lower end of what he believes evil is. Okay, because I don't think there is like this absolute, okay, so they all want to be villains, so they're all in the same, we paint them all in the same with the same brush. That's not, in my mind, what's happening here. Because his friends, you know, like villainy is that he's sweaty. His best friend is just wet all the time. He's just very, <laughs> very moist, okay? Yeah. And... If you look at, you know, kind of like some of the people they mention or we see or, you know, clearly there is a league. So there's many people to pick from for, for as far as villainous friends go. And this guy has picked the most baby soft best friend of like, hey, we have similar similar levels of evil. Like I kind of picture him like a Dennis the Menace sort of situation where he's like running. He's kind of chaotic. He's running around. Maybe you know not everything he's doing is correct, but you know I don't think it has the same darkness and evil behind it as these guys in the league. Um. Yeah, and I think that they mentioned too. I think Moist is his name, which is so gross. Uh, but uh, they happen to mention that, like, yeah, you've got enough. You've got more than enough hours to get into the henchman league. And he goes, "I'm not a just a henchman." You know, he's like, "I've I've got to, I've got to do something more with that." Right? Like, it's it's so. But but that's to your point of like that's the level of evil that he's operating at. Yeah. Right. And you can really sympathize and see why uh, Captain Hammer would be his nemesis. Captain Hammer doesn't do anything good to be good. He does it for praise. He does it for notoriety. He does it so that he is the king of this city. That's why he does everything. And then when he gets the girl that you want, he then rubs it in your face in the, honestly, a, a disgusting way. <laughs> like, my fists aren't the hammer, my dick's the hammer. Like, he literally spells the it out. <laughs> yeah, the, the hammer is my penis, which works very well with Nathan Fillion. Um, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. You know what I mean? Just another good Canadian out there kicking it. Um and yeah, like that would really drive you into it. And I think the most important part of this movie is that he is, he he goes to do it and then he decides not to. You can see that decision happening in real time of like, I should kill this guy. He's in front of me. He stands in my way in every way possible. This is what the league is asking for. This is what I need to do. Right. And then still can't. Yeah, like he's got he's got principles and morals. Like the fact that he has been sidelined onto the evil side is not it's it's his 
what he's trying to accomplish has been deemed evil, but I would, I would ask you or the audience, is it worse? What is worse to be doing, uh, an evil thing in order to accomplish good goals or be wanting to, uh, be captain hammer and doing good things for the wrong reasons? Like, is it better to do the, the right things for the wrong reasons or the wrong, wrong things for the right reasons? Right. I mean, if, moral conundrum here. if you want to fault Dr. Horrible for anything, it's, it's shoddy workmanship. Really, it's just it, it's it, it's he's not maybe the best to design his tools. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I will even say the design is great. It's just a few more rounds of testing. You know what I mean? Like before <laughs> you before you field test something, you want to know how long it takes to charge. You want to use the right parts. And again, I feel like that's what the League of Evil will give him is access to these like higher quality parts that aren't going to break down as hard, uh, bad, uh, better manufacturing facilities, right? Like that's the that's the infrastructure that one needs in order to create change. Absolutely, I think it's a it's a you know it's something that he he has a, a as opposed to Captain Hammer, he has a very clear goal. He's driven you know in a way that we can understand okay again he is again, we are we're talking about somebody who is a villain but you can understand the motivation man can you can somebody you like somebody and they're with captain hammer oh oh honestly if i had a girl if i went to a brunch and one of my friends showed up and was like I'm dating Captain Hammer. I'd be like, girl, we're having an intervention. <laughs> right. You're, you can't date anybody named Captain Hammer. No, thank you. <laughs> Get to step in. Absolutely. And then, and then the indignity of, uh, uh, Dr. Horrible having to like sit there and hear her talk about him. And like, oh. obviously that he's, she's, not really that into him, but just feels like she has to because he's like a celebrity and he's helping her out. Like that's gross, right? Yeah, and honestly, most situations he is almost aside from the very last scene, he has every situation under control. It's it's Captain Hammer that constantly makes it seemingly much more dangerous. Yeah, he's and he the, never would have been in trouble if uh, the remote had been allowed to work. Yes, there w- there would have been no danger. Why wouldn't Captain uh, uh, Captain Hammer go after Doctor Horrible instead of the device he doesn't understand? Smashy, smashy! Let's find out what happens. This isn't a good idea. Okay, this is clearly a man that's very full of himself. He walks around town. It's all about it's all about him. What ladies like him? He says at one point he's like, maybe this will be the first time I sleep with a woman twice. Oh, I hear it's good the second time. They get real weird. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You just want to crawl back inside of my own skin right now. Thank you. Disgusting. Oh, so gross. Just the grossest. (laughs) That's what I'm here for, Craig. I feel like I pretty much gross you out once an episode. That's it's it's generally the goal. I mean, we've already grossed out some people by just inserting the word moist into this podcast as many times that we've already have. I blame the original property on that. That's not on us. Go, go talk to the weeds. Yeah. Uh, 
I uh, love what I love about this is that my one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie is when he returns and he's talking. He's he's on his blog again and he's like, uh, so I guess the uh, <laughs> I guess the police uh, also knew about this. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and the freeze ray takes a little couple of seconds to warm up. <laughs> And Captain Hammer threw a car at me, at my head. <laughs> yeah, he goes, Captain Hammer threw a car at my head. And again, for a man that's like indestructible, I don't know if that's my route. It really feels like you, it's almost like Captain Hammer is constantly letting him go so he can showboat. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. so he has something yeah. to do. <laughs> and also, like, that's a disproportionate response. You know what I mean? Someone's trying to freeze time and you throw a car at them? Come on, man. Nah, shut it down. Shut it down. I'm going to have these songs in my head all freaking day. I can't handle it. Um, (laughs) And guys, I don't know. uh, I know you're not expecting this, uh, but this is actually a very special episode uh, that we're doing. We're capping it off here. Um, So I would like to say... Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective. And dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I am still your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm still your host, Craig Fay. And today we're going to be analyzing villains. And today we are arguing for Captain Hammer. That is what we were doing. Captain Hammer. Yeah, clearly he's the intended villain of this movie. Yes, and he has been done dirty. He is... uh, He is... Absolutely defensible of this. He is standing up for good. Um, I don't know how you could argue for uh, Dr. Horrible, to be quite honest with you. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Horrible person. Um, yes. Okay. So I would love to talk about Captain Hammer because very clearly he is an opposing force in this in this movie. And I very much believe that they are both villains. And here is why I would like to argue for Captain Hammer. Captain Hammer is the only person in this movie that does anything good. Okay, explain. Okay, so we've got Penny, who is getting signatures, which we can say is morally good, but nothing happens with that. Okay, nothing would happen with that, and it wouldn't get anything done. Captain Hammer saves Penny, okay, saves her from being uh, potentially run over. How could he possibly know it was going to stop or anybody would have control over that vehicle. Okay. Saves Penny. All right. Gets her, this woman that he's had sex with once. Okay. (laughs) Gets her a uh, whole, gets the mayor to agree to open a homeless shelter. Okay. Because that's what she wanted. All right. He's the only one that saves the townspeople from Dr. Horrible and his freeze ray and other things. He, He literally is the only character that does anything good in this. Yeah, and I mean, uh, uh, to your point, like he has no way of knowing what this doomsday device that uh, Doctor Horrible is going to set off is is going to do, or or the van, you know, for that matter. It's like you're stealing a van filled with uh, like some sort of radioactive goo. I forget what it was called, right? <laughs> like the 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 uh, the intentions behind that cannot be good, right? No good is going to come of that. That van needs to be stopped at all costs. Absolutely. And clearly and this nobody does get hurt during that whole van thing, right? No, so... no, nobody gets hurt. He he neutralizes the situation. And what what baffles me is that Dr. Horrible shows up and he's like, you almost killed her. And it's like this idea that that in this moment, Dr. Horrible believes 
by Captain America pushing this woman out of the way of a speeding car, of a speeding van, pardon me, that he almost killed her. Right. Like, like the, the amount of disassociation you have to have in that moment is extreme. Okay. You, you sure. Maybe you stopped it on a dot. Yeah. Like you, you, you could maybe believe that you have control over the situation, but one second later, that woman's hit by a car. Absolutely pushed me into garbage. That was a big point too, for them. They're like, you pushed her into garbage, dude, push me into a pile of manure if it saves my life. I don't care. I don't care. Push me into a porta potty, man. I just not, don't yeah. care. <laughs> okay. It's not an insult to you to be like this this maniac has hijacked a car with no fail safes in it. It's careening out of control. I'm gonna save your life as the best way I can. And you know what? Trash cans and trash, they give a little. There's a lot of rotten bananas and things in there, you know? Like there is coffee a grounds. Reason I'm calling <laughs> wet coffee grounds any day over like being struck by a car. Yeah, there's a reason why in every action movie they're like, aim for the dumpster. Okay, this is a good place to land. Okay, this is actually ideal, if I may say. <laughs> At some point, I just want to see an action movie where they go aim for the... D- <laughs> for the dumpster and it's just filled with wire coat hangers <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> I was picturing the opposite when you were pitching this being like aim for the dumpster and somebody being like oh no I'd rather die <laughs> <laughs> I would just simply rather die than have any of that on me okay yeah. like don't get me wrong okay Captain Hammer is not like a super likable person okay but again, and I'm going to I'm going to jump back to this is something I said on uh, the our most recent Batman episode. If you want to save me and then be a little rude to me after you are more than welcome to yep. you're more than welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> OK. And trust me, we've all dated some fucking losers. OK. Am I right, lady? Can I get a am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> but and I'm sure that applies for both genders. Pardon me. We're all, you know what I mean? Everybody, everybody has experienced a total fucking asshole that they've dated, but somebody being a dick while you're dating doesn't mean they're evil. You know what I mean? No. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't erase the good that they do either. Right? Like, uh, say what you will, but captain hammer Gets that, uh, I keep wanting to call it an orphanage. It's not an orphanage. It's a homeless shelter. (laughs) I don't know why I have those two confused in my head. I was like, it's where people sleep. Some are children. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He gets that done. And and Penny, because he has that influence, right? So it doesn't matter why he does it. Oh, he's doing it to impress a girl. I'm sorry, but I'm sure like civilization is built on things that people have done to (laughs) impress other people, right? Like that's, (laughs) that's the reason that things get done in the world is they're like, I want other people to like me. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's why everything looks like a dick, right? Yeah. If it wasn't about that, we would all be living in bungalows, my friend. Okay, bungalows. No, everybody really cares about how tall their building is, it seems. Uh, Yeah, no. uh, Yeah, I don't think... I don't know. I don't think a superhero being into themselves makes them a villain. No. Because at the end of the day, you're still doing good. You're still out there saving people in a town that apparently has very little other way, like any other way to handle its business, it seems. 
This right. town very much seems like a, hey, fight it out amongst yourselves, everyone. <laughs> right. And in a world where super villains exist, therefore superheroes need to exist to counter them, right? And, and compare that to Dr. Horrible, who's, uh, who Captain Hammer is trying to fight, who's irredeemable. Like, he's, he's, first of all, he's a whiny, snivelly little dude who's like, oh, I didn't get the girl. Oh, Fuck yeah. You. Oh, you think just because you stare at a girl at a laundromat <laughs> that she owes you some sort of conversation? That's my and then, girl. like, to the fucking underhandedness of this guy where he comes up. It's like, this is the first time she's talked to you. He fucking ignores her because he's got other shit going on, right? And then just throws in her face that what she's doing doesn't matter yep. and it's part of a larger systemic issue mm, like, yeah. uh, uh, like, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't do any little thing because it's a bigger issue that come on and something I wanted to point out was that if you compare Penny and Captain Hammer to uh, Penny and Dr. Horrible the relationship is so vastly different if you put it out all on paper it's Captain Hammer's very clearly doing a better job, okay? Uh, and the biggest point for me is, is that Dr. Horrible never stops lying to Penny. He never stops lying. He never tells her who he is, what he wants to do, what his real goals in life are. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get in with Bad Horse. I meant Gandhi. Twist my mustache, huh? <laughs> like, it's just so... He, he never stops lying. And quite frankly, if I was to pick, okay, I would rather date somebody that brags about doing it with me than somebody that just has never told me the truth, not once. Yeah. Because Captain Hammer, you know who Captain Hammer... <laughs> you know five seconds who Captain Hammer is before Captain Hammer opens a door. You know what I mean? He is very proud of himself, very much announces himself and is very clear about who he is, what he does and where he is in society. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. He's, he's Captain Hammer. You've got, you've got tricks and, and they, Oh, they, they accidentally gave me two frozen yogurts, which is very much a mild lie. And if somebody wanted to tell me that lie to give me food, that'd be fine. But <laughs> it's like, you couldn't even admit to her that you just bought her a, Bought her a frozen yogurt. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just just open your heart, one percent. <laughs> exactly, and and Captain Hammer does even does Doctor Horrible a service where he doesn't out him right away to her, right? Whereas like there's that thing where he pretends like I don't recognize you, even though I know you're Doctor Horrible. Um, I don't know what you're trying to do but I'm not going to embarrass you personally because what we have is a professional rivalry. Right. But know that like, this is, this woman is, is dating me right now. Mm -hmm. I know that you're literally horrible. Like do not fuck with this woman, but I'm also not going to like out you as a super villain because I'm better than that. Right. Like I'm, I'm protecting her and know that you're up to something but I'm not going to cross that superhero, supervillain line. Yeah, like we have some you sort know? of unspoken agreement. It's a secret identity agreement, right? Like I, if, if, if Dr. Horrible finds out uh, Captain Hammer is really the captain from Firefly, uh, <laughs> he's not going <laughs> to... 
Oh my god, dude! I love. Oh. Who doesn't love themselves a little firefly, huh? Oh yeah, that's a good that one. is. That's a good, uh, I think that's just for everybody. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just. They if should not bring it back, though. Yeah, oh, it's, it's are they talking about it? No, no, no. But like they oh. bring back everything. Right? Oh, I see. I see. No, 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 no. They should absolutely should. Okay, and you know maybe I'll get some nerd hate for this or whatever. But I do not think they should bring back Firefly. With a very it, time has come and gone. Had they can do. Okay, would I love to be in a different uh, timeline where they continued it on for more seasons? Absolutely, absolutely. But there's no reason to dig up all this stuff again because, you know, somebody liked it at one point in time. And Serenity, the movie, like, did. Oh, really yeah, but you, you've got it. We've got enough content. That whole season is just Sploosh Mountain. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, is, is Nathan Fillion like what is he on the yum scale? Oh, buddy, we're hit, yeah, we're hitting triple yums on that. Triple yums across okay. the board. I gotta tell you, Nathan Fillion is somebody where I'm like, so I'm constantly nervous because uh, about him because I'm like, if a bad story comes out about him, I'm gonna be crushed. Like it's it, yeah. well, that's the one that's gonna affect me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I love him and everything. Even when he's playing a douchebag, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'll take. Take more of that Alberta, please. <laughs> is that he, Alberta? Yeah. He from Alberta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edmonton. I don't know what they're putting in the water there, but uh, giddy up. <laughs> uh, speaking of other West Coast Canadian, this is a bit of a sideline. Uh, how do you feel about Ryan Reynolds? Have we done a yum on him yet? <laughs> I don't. Ryan Reynolds transcends yums. Okay, he is. Okay, right, he right, is right. beyond. No, but you don't even need to know about it because you already know about it. It is, he is, to me, just one of the hottest men on the absolute planet. I felt like that (laughs) since day one. Um, It's like him and Michael B. Jordan, and that's it. Like, it's just the two all-stars out there living it up. And Ryan Reynolds to boot, it seems like a really cool, nice, chill guy, and that is... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Rebecca Reeds loves those West Coast boys, is what we're uh, <laughs> Canadian West Coast guys. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, so to, to get to get back to, <laughs> I feel like yeah. we've again gone off the rails here. <laughs> I do apologize. Like, I'm so I'm so distracted. All of a sudden, I don't know. What I don't do I, know why. Where were what we? Is, what were we doing? It, what were we it, talking about? <laughs> is it hot in here? Like, what is? <laughs> oh, dude, it's always hot in here. You gotta know. <laughs> Like I am every time we do one of these sessions, this is our last uh, episode today <laughs> or last episode of today and the year. Yeah. yeah. And every single time we record, I like, I'm honestly impressed with myself of how much I sweat. Like I'm like, it is, I am, I am moist. I am, I could be a super villain. I could, yes, yes, yes. That's the one that I am him. I connect, you know, <laughs> I like, I'm so, you can make banana bread out of me. I'm so ripe afterwards. It's not good. Like you just, <laughs> I really identify with these people. You're making me really miss recording in person here. <laughs> <laughs> when will these Zoom, Zoom recording sessions end like, I, so I can sit in Rebecca's stank for three just, hours? Yeah, you'd always drive me home, too. 
I I feel like I, I just need one of those towels, like one of those like you know sixty year old comedians that are just like dabbing themselves on stage. You need like a corner person, is what you need. Like that's exactly what I need. Oh, oh my god! Need a spit in and like, yeah, just somebody to swear in my face, get me amped up. I love it. Yeah, so yeah I would love that in we life. Got one actually. more episode to do. We got one more episode to do, Rebecca. Yeah, you. You're like, cut me, cut, cut me, me. Yeah. <laughs> slap me, <laughs> make me feel alive. <laughs> Put me back in, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can make one more point that is not on yeah. point, <laughs> that is not on this episode at all, but just just to speak to my sweatiness, the only thing that I really have always identified with on uh, Seinfeld is there's one episode, and I think this is just so genius. The first time I heard it, I was like, that's me. Uh, George is talking about, he just, they, they go to the gym and he gets out of the shower and he's like, I just, the shower didn't take. And Jerry's like, what do you mean it didn't take? He's like, didn't take. I'm going to be sweaty all through this meeting. And I was like, that's me. That's me. I need to wait for at least like a half hour after I exercise or the shower will not take. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done that a couple of times where you're like, yeah, you got to stop sweating and then get in the cold water. And then, like, cool down. Otherwise, it's just, like, hot on hot. Yeah, like, literally 30 seconds out of the shower, I'm like, how do I still smell? <laughs> There's still an odor. Anyway, yeah. this is... I will, I, I will say, go back and say that, like, anybody who aspires to be in a league of evil, that's got to be a red flag. Oh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that should have, we should have, that should have been point one for Captain <laughs> Hammer. I think... Yeah, and he, he, this is a guy that is literally a superhero and doesn't need a second identity. Mm, also another good point. And, and a point to say that most superheroes do. This is a guy that doesn't even need this. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm my brand, okay? And I represent myself everywhere I go. I'm an influencer, baby. I'm out here. We're living it. We're doing it. I am who I am and I can take responsibility for the actions because I don't need to hide behind a mask or a secret identity or weird fucking goggles or whatever. Can't be that bad. I, I think one of, honestly, I think one of the worst things he does, uh, this is yeah, I think the worst thing Captain Hammer does is, uh, well, he calls homeless people. He compares them to dogs. I'm like, well, I mean, could leave that. Could have, could have left that there. Um, they seem to still love it. <laughs> so I don't know how much you could fault them for it, I guess. Uh, but that's not for me. And then, and this is the scene that, I don't know, I might even go back and forth on. Um, what do you, whose fault is it that Penny dies? Because to me, it is very strongly Dr. Horrible. It's, yeah, it's, it's so, so I go I go down to this. So what happens is that gun explodes, right? Yep. So whether or not um, it's uh, Dr. Horrible or Captain Hammer that pull that trigger, uh, it is going to explode, right? It's going to cause a problem and threaten other people there. That absolutely falls on Dr. Horrible, right? Mm -hmm. He brought... He brought in this dangerous thing that is a danger to people. It was intended to kill. He was going to kill uh, Captain Hammer. Yeah. And I think Captain Hammer, like, up to that point where he chooses to, like, take the gun and, like, get rid of Dr. Horrible for good, has been pretty patient with him. 
up to that point, right? He's had multiple run-ins. He never gets arrested. He never gets, uh, you know, thrown in jail. Like he throws a car at him, but he seems to be fine about it, right? Like he just mm-hmm. shows up five minutes later with a little bruise. So it's like clearly, and clearly Dr. Horrell has been escalating. So now it comes time to actually have to deal with him in a, a grown-up way. Because he's clearly he's clearly stopped being like amateur level villain and has decided to become fucking super villain in this point. And we can't have another fucking super villain in this city. Yeah. How many times do you have to try to kill me before I before I come back at you? Full force. Right. You know what I mean? We've been playing up till now, but uh you literally held a gun to my face. You and froze everybody in the room. Yeah. You held a gun to my face. Yep. And if you hadn't sung that dumb song, you would have gotten away with it. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yes. And I think, I don't know, you, you understand the motivation of being like, okay, well, I have to take out this person before they take out so many more people. Yeah, before they ruin no... this town, before they implode everything. Your name is Dr. Horrible. We're, we're living in a world where like, or people live in a world where they think like the Batman and the Superman rules apply. We're like, I'm like, I'm Batman. I'm tough. I'm not, but I don't kill. It's like, and Superman's like, I'm too righteous. I won't kill either. It's like, fuck off. Like if they're, if that's your superhero, you got a proportional response is the key, right? Is someone tries to kill you, they are a supervillain, kill them right back. You have just, that is fair and easy. Self-defense. Okay. I'm breaking the rules, but I'm going to bounce back for one point. (laughs) Because I do, I do want to make a point for Dr. Horrible that I forgot to bring up is that, um, Captain Hammer, anytime he hits someone, he could kill them. Yeah. He could absolutely, he, this guy actually is kind of like running around and being a danger because anytime he, first of all, he's pretty much, he's, we established at the end that he's pretty much indestructible because like the explosion and the gun hitting him, he goes, oh, is this what pain is? So something that actually like killed someone else just bounced off you but you do feel pain okay so that means that you don't have a firm idea of what impact feels like like you don't know you're probably not even really to your own knowledge controlling how hard you're hitting somebody and i know even a regular person if they hit somebody in a certain manner like you can you can either like give them brain damage you can You can just completely fuck up their whole entire lives. So essentially, this guy's fists are two guns, in my opinion, and is very recklessly running around town hitting people. Now back to he is the good guy. Um, <laughs> 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 well, that weird quantum leap where we jump mm-hmm. to an alternate dimension where we're defending Dr. Uh, Dr. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, well, so weird. Uh, I don't know where. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I wrote down. This is such a... This is such a stupid point, but when they have, um, when they have Captain Hammer's like fans, so he has, he has like these three like club members singing about him. They said he got his, um, dry cleaning receipt and it was four sweater vests. And I was like, no one that owns four sweater vests is a bad person. I'm sorry. They just, you just make, you know, that's who I thought. I was like, you're Craig, you're Craig. You know what I mean? I've never seen a sweater vest. I have never in my life seen a person in a sweater vest and went, well, they're up to no good. (laughs) They're up up to something shady right now. (laughs) That is such a dumb point. 
sweater vest is not the outfit for crime. No, uh, right? He's got to be good for not even, you know what I mean? Not even a variety of four full sweater vests. I, yeah. Um, and another thing uh, I think we need to bring up about Captain Hammer is obviously he knows how to fuck, right? <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> of course he does. The hammer is his, the penis is his hammer. Is, uh, the hammer is the penis. Uh, Although, right? I, I don't, okay. <laughs> I'm going to, heart. I'm going to, yeah. I'm just going to argue for the sake of arguing, but um, I truly believe that any man that only has sex with a woman one time per person is uh, probably not going to attain that many skills. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> generally <laughs> you, you get better with feedback and I know nobody likes feedback, but we all need it, especially at the beginning. Uh, you need somebody you trust. You need, uh, yeah, you need just some firm uncut opinions about what you're doing. Anytime there's a certain type of person, I, I, I've met this person, um, and you can just sense it on them. You're like, oh, you're going to be here for you. <laughs> and uh. this is very much a partner activity. Okay. We got to, no matter how, whatever the situation is, no matter how casual this is, we should both be trying to arrive at the same goal. <laughs> And what, he what does goal is that, Rebecca? <laughs> <laughs> finishing, I guess, is just having both parties cross the finish line because I think he would look at it. it it's got to be like a like a two legged race or a three legged race. That's what I want. I'm a three legged race. And he thinks about it as a personal sprint is what I would guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Although two goal. OK, I know we've I we've just, literally. Not We've been on topic. Off, so. Anyway, <laughs> but I was thinking, okay, I was thinking about this the other day and I just thought, I, I don't know what reminded me of this. Maybe the, maybe Captain Hammer, I'm not sure. But one time in university, I met a guy that was convinced and told me like, like this was fact and he couldn't believe that I had heard otherwise. He goes, well, you know that sex doesn't count until eight pumps in. And I was like, I was so shook when he said that to me because I was like, that just sounds like it comes from a guy that has put his dick into something seven times a lot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like that. I don't, that doesn't sound like a good plus. Anytime I saw his girlfriend, I couldn't get the thought out of my head of him like counting as he's pumping <laughs> like I just it's seven it doesn't count yeah like I just I just can't but just like softly in his head so he knows it's real like, you know what I mean like I just like oh eight. my god eight yes oh. we did it I made it everybody I just uh, thought that was so the craziest thing I've ever and he said but he just said it so like I was being ridiculous like how everybody knows this how do you not know this there there this this generalizes that Really gross thing a little, but uh, there is a uh, th there's a thing where whenever somebody uses a very odd number, like not literally odd, but just like an out of place number, that immediately tells you about it. You're like, if you just put it in once, it doesn't count. You're like, I mean, no, but okay, I see that. But you're like, uh, it's like we're the top thirteen. We're on. We're, we're within the top thirteen real estate firms in the city. 
So you're 12. <laughs> so you're 12. Why did you pick 13 if you weren't 12? Right? Or like anything that's like not, not a multiple of 10 or 5 is like immediately a red flag where you know exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Right? Like this sounds like something that like a bunch of people that like sexually assaulting people stand in a room and say this all at the same time with their hand up, like doesn't count until eight pumps. Like I just, I think up like and this. And then at eight, we'll, re- <sighs> we'll revisit the situation and see if we need to revise that. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> just chills yeah, super, every time I think about them. Um, but to say, uh, so when Captain Hammer is kind of giving, giving this speech to Dr. Horrible, I think we should keep in mind that, First of all, this is Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. This is very much from Dr. Horrible's perspective. Oh, excellent point. Okay, and a lot of the stuff that this guy does, you're like, if if this is, and just if you're basing it off of this theory of, like, this is all through his perspective, there's no way Captain Hammer is that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This is actually how a villain would view uh, a hero. A hero. Yeah. And he's a you stereotype. Stole my girl, like come yeah. On, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you wanted to dig at somebody, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be where you go? There's a, there's a. I, what I'm trying to say is, I think there's a really good chance that everything he's saying to Doctor Horrible isn't even true. Yeah. Why would you? Why do I have to be truthful to this person? I'm here to fuck with you, okay? Because yeah, you're and, messing with my city. And anytime you sort of see him talking about himself when Captain or Dr. Horrible isn't around, we can't really take on faith. Like that's just his invention of what he thinks Captain Hammer is like. Absolutely. And you, yeah, you know, this is all from his perspective. And you can kind of even see that it, this is very much just, it is mostly between Dr. Horrible and Captain Hammer because Penny is such a second thought in this movie. It's like, mm, she doesn't have yeah. a huge, she's just, she's just the good woman. You know what I mean? She's just, I'm, I'm good. I'm pure. There's nothing bad about me. This guy saved my life. I'm attracted to him now, which to me, <laughs> that's a valid reason. <laughs> that's a valid, I think that's a valid reason. Yeah. I think there has to be something like that has to be something like psychologically something happens when somebody saves you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, like, wouldn't you give it a go? We were like, (laughs) well, I I think we've already covered that. Yeah. But like, just, (laughs) I got saved by a superhero. You know what I mean? Now I have a chance to date them. That wouldn't have happened if I hadn't fallen off that building or been hit, almost been hit by that truck. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to see what it's going to be like to be with a superhero. Honestly, you know, and like check that off the old bucket list. Put that notch in your belt. And he got everybody a building. Like it, even even after all of this happens, that building's still there. It's still helping homeless people. It's a it's a real improvement into the society. Yep. It's good. I think I yep. <laughs> He is easily defendable. Easily, I mean, right? Nobody could defend Dr. <laughs> Otherwise. Orwell at all. Uh, anything else? <laughs> no, I think All right, it. so the silliness is over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're just trying something new there, guys. So, like, I'm sure a few of you were, like, losing your fucking minds halfway through over you. <laughs> Reintroduce the podcast. Uh, we've now talked longer about uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog than the entire series actually is. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe that's why we veered off topic so many times. Here's not a personal story. 
but it is time to give our definitive ranking of how good uh, the villain is. Um, I'm doing uh, Dr. Horrible this month. Uh, uh, so am I, yes. Yeah, so I uh, ranked Dr. Horrible on the evil doctor scale. Uh, so from a Dr. Evil to a Dr. Doom, I'm giving him a solid Dr. Frankenstein. So he had some good ideas to change the world and ultimately succeeded, but with a few hiccups in the execution. So mm-hmm. not that bad. All right. So I've got, uh, obviously I'm doing Dr. Horrible as well, and I did a Dr. Scale, but I did the uh, other doctors you wouldn't want operating on you scale. I think if I were Dr. Horrible, I'd probably get to step in personally. Uh, so from Dr. Narcolepsy to Dr. Dicks for Hands, uh, I'm going to give Dr. Horrible a doctor discount. Could have been avoided with one quick online research. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, a couple ways you guys can support the podcast. Um, New Year, uh, maybe, uh, maybe check out a couple of these things. You can get in touch with us, guys. At uh, VWR Podcast on Twitter, Villain Was Right uh, on Facebook, and uh, Villain Was Right at gmail.com if you have any episode suggestions or anything like that. Um, and uh, if you have a couple bucks, you can send the podcast. Uh, you can uh, hit us up on Patreon. Or you know what? Just DM me and I'll give you my info. Don't worry about it. No, uh, <laughs> we've got extra. We've got bonus episodes. We've got polls. Uh, you can all check it out on patreon.com slash right. We also have merch now. If you're interested in merch or you know what I... You want to get a weird t-shirt? Get it, Get on it. I don't know. I... Uh, we got our logos on there. Yeah. We've got some uh, some phrases and stuff from there's a Science Me Craig t-shirt on there. So if you wanna uh, if you wanna dive into that, it's uh, on T Public so you can get it on mugs, face masks, wear your face mask, everybody. Um, Do stickers, it. all the rest. Uh, so check it out. That's a VWR store uh, dot from superheroes.com from superheroes, our parent network. Oh, so yeah, you can go check that out. And if not, uh, uh, that's great too, guys. We we uh, sincerely appreciate everybody who listens and shares the podcast uh, we love hearing from you guys uh, about what you uh, like and don't like uh, about the podcast so thank you so much for listening thank you for making this a wonderful uh 2020 for 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 making podcasts anyway in the oh buddy of, uh, this podcast yeah. has saved me in many respects <laughs> like i'm just like oh, <laughs> just something to do you know yeah. just something fun <laughs> to do uh, and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. So I'm going to go, uh, first, um, I, I decided to, to, to end this year on a positive note to try and bring some good vibes into, uh, 2021. And, uh, for me, my hero of the week this year week is just the 97 year old British man who was one of the first people to get the COVID-19 vaccine in the UK. And if you have not seen this, it is fucking hysterical so it is a 97 year old man uh and cnn is interviewing him and they go uh he's like well i i went i I heard that this hospital was doing it so i called them up and they asked me a lot of questions uh mostly yes no not very interesting uh so uh they said yes you can come on down so i i came down and i couldn't find any parking Uh, i was like Uh, I had a very mediocre, so I had a very mediocre lunch. I didn't like that at all. And then, uh, then they, I went in. They called me in, and they gave me a little, a little shot, and it was uh, out before I knew it was even in. Uh, 
And uh, and that that was it. It's not really much to talk about, really. And then the interviewer is like, uh, and did it hurt? He's like, no, oh, is that before it gets in? You know, we don't really uh, vaccinate ourselves very much any often. We we inoculate ourselves, all the rest. And uh, and he's just like rambling on and on this long <laughs> like shaggy dog story. And then it also ends with like it's a very sweet moment where he goes, I'm 97 years old, uh, no sense in dying yet, right? I was like, I'm going to be very careful. I'm getting the, the vaccine. There's no sense in dying yet. I'm 97 years old, which I think would make a perfect James. That sounds like a James Bond title, right? Instead of no time to die, just like no use dying yet. Um, and then a very sweet note. He goes, uh, you know, and uh, so I got the vaccine. And then so for Christmas, I'm going to be able to hug my grandchildren. So he's like, so I'm going to call up my, 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 my son and my daughter-in-law. And I'm going to make sure they know that I'm hugging the grandchildren for Christmas and that everything will be okay for that. And it was very nice. Um, and then an added bonus was I saw this clip on Twitter and somebody figured out who this guy was. And it turns out he was an anti-apartheid activist and, uh, famous anti-apartheid activist in, uh, Britain and was also the, uh, uh, head of one of the first, uh, interracial schools in South Africa and considers, uh, Desmond Tutu a close personal friend. So it's like, not only is this guy just the crazy rambling old man, he's actually a good dude. And uh, yeah, it brought me some joy. And I really just kind of hope that we carry that hope and uh, and everything into 2021. That's my hero of the week. That's great. I uh, similarly would like to end on a positive note. Um, upon reflection, I realized our last year's episode really ended dark. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh, what a what a dark, dark episode. So I was thinking, you know what? It's the last, it's the, uh, when we release this, it's the last day of uh, 2020. And, you know, you guys are all probably, well, maybe not. Maybe we're over it, which I also respect, okay? But uh, a lot of us are getting into, like, uh, what, what what is your New Year's resolution? Um, as if, you know, the turning of one day will make your world any different. <laughs> Uh, but what I wanted to say was that I think it's good to take, this is something that we've, everybody's been going over a lot, self-care, 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 self-care. And I think that's something that we've heard enough of. We get it. We know it, but it really, really, really works. And if you can... If you've been thinking about either going to therapy or doing anything that's a little more invasive, but you might feel embarrassed about, I just really want to encourage you guys to get into that. This has been a really good year for me in the sense of, you know, just putting myself out there, figuring it out, trying to become an adult person, I guess. Is that fucked up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just trying to figure myself out and get a, you know what I mean? Reading the, reading psychological, psychology books and these sorts of things. But I read something the other day on Twitter that said, uh, this one I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, I'm a therapist and I'm here to tell you therapy is great, but what most people need is money. And that is so fucking true. <laughs> that is very, very true. So what I thought was I would, just like to share one of the best things I've taken out of therapy uh, because I am very lucky that I got to, uh, you know, be able to afford and get into a little bit of therapy this year. And the best thing that I could tell you is uh, meditation is actually 
pretty fucking good. It's and I'm a hillbilly man. Like I think this stuff shit. Like I I gotta tell you, I felt real fucking weird digging into it the first couple times. But not even. I guess it's not even technically like a meditation, but it's more like just having a mental spot to go to. Anytime I saw somebody in media doing that or like on a sitcom or whatever, I'd kind of roll my eyes and be like, oh, this guy's a hippie. Like, I don't, who does that? You're in reality. Get to reality. But the thing is, is that it's actually helped me so, so much to ground myself and get back to reality is just to breathe Take a couple of seconds. Normally, it doesn't take me any more than 15 seconds. You close your eyes. You get to your place, whatever that place is, the place where you feel the most peaceful. That could be, that could literally be a white room that doesn't exist if that, if that calms you. Don't worry about what it is. Like, don't analyze that because it's really not important. If it makes you feel good, just lean into that and just slowly tap yourself in any manner, just either on your shoulder or your leg or whatever, and slower than a breath. And just doing that, taking that, you know, 10, 15 seconds out of your day has been so useful for me. And I just want to pass, like, that was something, you know, I paid a lot of money to get that information. So I just want to give that to you, the people. That has been the number one thing that helped me out the most this year is uh, resourcing and kind of, uh, just grounding myself a little more. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but it really, really did work. And if I could even reach one person with this, it would I think it would be very helpful. So I really encourage you guys to, if you do want to get yourself like a New Year's resolution, something internal will help you more than anything external will. I think we really get bogged down with like, I want to lose weight or I want to look like this or I want to do that. Meh. Maybe sometimes just uh, looking in the old noggin, you find something good in there to work on. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I wanted to end on. Better than last year, <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine. Um, where can people uh, follow you, Craig? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, Craig Fit Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, um, and also on YouTube. Uh, we've got some uh, Villain Was Right uh, short videos up there, just clips from the show, so you can go check that out. Yep. Um, and as always, you know, uh, Rebecca Reeds, R-E-B-C-C-A-R-E-E-D-S, blah, 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 uh, on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I guess. I, I'm hoping we all delete Facebook in 2020. That is a deep hope of mine because I, because I need every, I, I need more people to do it than have done it yet. I still, <laughs> it's still very active, I guess. Anyway, guys, um, we don't know what we're covering next week, but it'll, it'll be good. I promise. It'll be great. Uh, this is us from the villain was right. Reminding you that there can be two villains. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>